this is an episode to EWS Post of the Week, where a relevant publication on psychology in sports is mentioned and reviewed. With the aim of promoting content that is useful for athletic development at psychological and physical level, here is today's reference with your host, Gonzalo Marques. Hello there, Gonzalo Marques from here, and on today's Post of the Week, I bring you a touching blog post. It is in a form of tribute and honoring the life of sports psychologist Ken Revisa. This one comes from Brian Kane, a mental performance coach, speaker and international best-selling author that worked close together with Ken for several years. And I shouldn't proceed without telling more about these men. As for Ken Revisa, he was an accredited sports psychologist and pioneer on this field, who helped thousands of athletes and coaches raising up their game and improving their relationship dynamics. Sadly, he passed away almost two years ago due to an heart attack. I've watched and listened to all there is out on the internet on him, and it's inspiring. Well, I should be careful with this word because it's relative, and deep down I feel Ken's character and speeches go beyond that. You see, I'm not speaking about that usual kind of inspiration provoked when one listens to a motivational video where a hype guy goes on saying with this strong and splendid tone that you have to just do it, or you gotta believe in yourself when no one else does. To attain your biggest goals, you need to desire success more than you fear failure. Again, if you know EWS for a while, you get it that I'm not an adept of this style. These claims can be indeed powerful and true, but they are cool just as cheer up and cheap words. And don't get me wrong, Really, I recognize their function and value sometimes, but they end up to be frivolous and superficial, unfortunately, many times. But this isn't a place for explaining this now. Also, Ken wasn't that type of positivity guy that would make one feel more hopeful and rely solely on that. Well, in a certain way, he was. He was an inspiring and positive guy. And we all like to feel like that, and to feel that another person is supporting and encouraging us. And in fact, he achieved that. So what I mean by this is that, for me, besides being realistic and going straight to the points that mattered, he had the most impactful skills. He empathized with the person, he made the effort to understand the situation at hand, and was commonly providing a sensible approach for what one could do in order to make the best out of it. So he was constantly trying to put in perspective what was going on and to bring out the best out of people. And I bet Brian Kane, the author of the post, agrees and reviews himself on these characteristics. He is a proclaimed professional that also considers him a renowned figure, a mentor for him. And, matter of fact, Ken even turned out to be his best man at his wedding. The first book Brian read in this long and continuous path in the mental game realm was one of Ken's, called Heads Up Baseball, playing the game one pitch at a time. And as he points on the post, this had a tremendous impact on him. He began to feel the unique way Ken spoke and began to ingrain some major principles, like really putting the process ahead of the outcome versus being fixated on winning, really understanding that focusing and not letting go of what one cannot control was time and energy wasted, and like 
really, really tasting the goodies of breeding and self-regulation as tools for the mental and emotional part of the sport game. Versus, as he says, greeting one's teeth and just going harder, also known as the primal mode being a predilection here on athletes. Because many times that's not the simple and unique way to go, just working hard. Anyway, he goes on, pointing out to some stories and other impacts this relationship with Ken Revisa brought. But the main honor and purpose of the post is clear on its title. The KR70. 70 lessons he apprehended from Ken's teachings and appearances. And just to note, this is also a round number in tribute of his 70 years of life. And just to reinforce that connection and share just a bit about the importance embodied, Brian says, quote, Walking into his office, also known as Debunker, and seeing the books, videos, materials and memorabilia was like walking into a peak mental performance hall of fame. I remember not sleeping one night because I was so enthralled with videos about the Blue Angels Navy pilots, Skip Bertman's book Winning the Big One, another pioneer and acclaimed personality in the sports psychology area, and various other videos, books, articles and resources that would pave the way for what I believe, what I do and how I commit to living my life." End quote. So, without further ado and keeping this straight to the point, I will just present some of these 70 I chose and find most critical. If you want to take the best advantage out of these, make sure to visit the post, the link will be in the description, and listen to more extended EWS episodes coming out. Keep in mind that these are pretty much interrelated to keep the matters more simple and not scatter these too much. So the bunch of selected lessons start with getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. This points out to the fact that, as an athlete, as you know, you get many circumstances that are uncomfortable, and expecting those to happen is one of the first steps to be more capable of dealing with struggle. The more you prepare for those, the more you are ready to strive in wiser ways, and maybe will get you closer to bigger and bigger wins, or learnings one might say. So again, instead of expecting things to be soft and easy, Expect that there will be difficult challenges and that the discomfort aroused brings with it the potion to increase your courage and skills. The pathway then is don't make a mess out of it, naturalize the process and trust that you will get more capable and comfortable along the way. Second, feeling good is overrated. What Ken means by this is simple. Many times we hear a player saying Oh, you know, I wasn't feeling it today. I wasn't feeling good enough for bringing my A-game. I had low energy. Well, perhaps it's usual that these are liable justifications and indeed may influence negatively the qualities of one's performance. I'm not, I'm not arguing against that. But however, it's also often that in this case the athlete is coming with a premise that in order to perform well, he has to feel in a certain way. Again, he is expecting to feel good beforehand to be able or permit himself to make the best efforts when playing. I could get on a rant with this sole topic. Anyway, to bring the point home, Ken reminds that it's normal that you can't bring your hay game every day. More so, that's okay. What's more important here is to work the best you can with what you have in a given time. 
that's where real training comes about. If you're not at 100% and are, let's say, at 60%, accept or dispute it with what is at your disposal and at least try to give 100% of those 60 you have. No one can blame you on those terms then. I said this was simple, but as usual in this type of things, putting it into practice is more complicated. Interventions as a whole that consider a broader range of psychological aspects may be needed sometimes, and that's for this wholeness that EWS team works for, for enabling athletes to have good shitty days, for example, which is the third lesson I picked. The logic goes side by side with what I just told. Many times you may not feel that fine and in form. You may be having a shitty day. However, there are ways to work upon and around those limitations and make the best out of it. And pay attention that he was not saying to turn shitty days into good days, but to accept them as being uncomfortable. The things around you may not be working out the best, but you make the best of how things work out. And that is what's valuable. Those are the set of skills that are worth to have. To develop resilience and pull you up on critical moments. To learn. And speaking about resilience, Brian points for another lesson regarding a term that is a synonym, mental toughness. And he says, quote, Mental toughness is simply the ability to not let negative events, words, people, results, desires, etc. ruin your moment. End quote. A lot more could be said about this topic, but I leave it just there for now. I just invite you to keep navigating on EWS content and search for the resilience tag if you want to listen more about it. And the fifth one, regarding a maxim that EWS also stresses often, here Brian says that Ken pretty much transmitted the idea of not personalizing performance, that what you do and who you are, though closely related, are not one and the same. Separating behavior from person's characteristics. Again, much more can be talked about this, but the problem with this is that it's unrealistic to generalize a bad result or to assume that one is a bad player and will always be. And last but not least, and perhaps the most fundamental one, and that's likely because Brian selected it as number one, is the lesson of looking inside for answers to life's questions, not outside. This is even a powerful motif that led Brian to make a tattoo resembling a man looking literally inside his body. Go check that out to see the image and understand this better. To wrap up, I would tell, as Brian does, that Ken would want us to make it a good shitty day and to take time to reflect too. As he would like to say, take time to go inside and search for meaning. Brian is widely regarded as the foremost authority on mental performance mastery. He has worked with Fortune 500 companies, executives and organizations, as well as coaches, athletes, teams at the Olympic level and more. He is the author of several books, between them the number one best-selling Mental Performance Mastery, a story about mastering the mental game and winning in life. He is highly sought after for his energetic, empowering and engaging educational training sessions. And to know more about him, you can visit the website briancane.com or listen to his podcast, Peak Performance Podcast. Two hand, and quoting from the post again, 
Ken's life is a life to be celebrated. He left the world a better place and impacted so many lives it would be impossible to measure. Like a stone dropped into the middle of a lake whose ripples forever change the shore, Ken Revisa's life ripples through many of us in how we love, how we live, and how we compete and how we proceed on our own paths, trying to live the world a better place. End quote. I will leave the links in the show notes to where you can see more of his content and how to reach out to him. Until then, pick at least one of these listed lessons, grab it, and please do something concrete about it. And share with us, or with someone, which one of the 70 you choose, why, and how will you translate it into practice. Execution is key here, I am very curious to know about that implementation part. Until then, go out and take care. To assist you in efficiently work your sport, we intend to pretend the most correct views possible and give a shout out to what potentially promotes sports performance and mental health. We recommend checking out the whole post for an integrate view. Again, to learn more about psychology in sports, go to ewsport.eu.